Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 111. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan and Big Earth, and today we're going to continue the arc of the lovable losers with a Sailor Moon deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good, what's going down? Whole ton is going down. This is episode four of X. Yeah. In the arc of the lovable losers. Today we have picked a deck that is essentially a circus act. Of a deck. Yeah, and, and, it's, and we're not talking about Rakdos Carnarium Circus Act. Oh, hell no. We're talking like an actual circus act. We've got to contort yourself through all kind of hoops and stuff to get the deck to work. And and it's going to be it's gonna be cool. This is a good one. I like this one a lot. This was your idea, and then you handed it over to me after you gave me some of the framework. And you said, I think that you can do this. And I said, oh, hell yeah, brother. Yeah, this is... Uh, my idea, but Ryan's way better at building decks like this. He's a little bit more analytical. I'm a little bit more stompy. <laughs> so we uh, we worked together. We collaborated. Sweet. Uh, special guest today, you said CCO Dog. Ursula's yep. in the house again. Yeah, Big Urs still with us. She's hanging out, uh, kind of laying behind us both at this point. Yeah, she wants to be on the show, but she can't really speak English. Yeah, she's not so good at talking. We're working on that. <laughs> but uh, So maybe someday. I just imagine her talking like Scooby-Doo or whatever. <laughs> ruh row. The way she has a girl voice. Ruh row. Or 12-year-old Brando voice. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That is how I sounded when I was 12. True facts. We were talking yesterday on the CCO pre-show about, you call her Sailor Moon, I call her Atrata the Silencer. Yes, she is a 3-5 for 4. That's fine. Like that's, that's that's actually good because she, she cannot be blocked. She doesn't have unblockable. She cannot be blocked and she's a vampire so legit creature type oh i didn't know that yeah what's the so what's the what's the drawback oh uh, there has to be a drawback there has to be a drawback. let's let's read the rest of this card there's a lot of words on it let's just read some of them whenever a trata deals combat damage to a player exile target creature that player controls seems good Ooh, and put a hit counter on that card okay whatever okay that player loses the game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. Ooh. <sighs> so you hit three times, exile three creatures, they lose. Did you read the last part? Uh, there's, oh, there is more. Atrata's owner shuffles Atrata into their library. Ah. Shit. That's the downside, but when she hits, you get to exile something. Yeah. Okay. How many lists she got on EDH Rec? 78. That's what it make that makes her a lovable loser, right? That's correct. So she got less than 100 lists and we were saying on the pre-show before we read her we were talking do is she like not very good? She's just a marginal 3/5 for 4. Like she doesn't have red or white which are also vampire colors. She's not as good as Edgar. She's got this bounce thing. She's not Voltron. Is is that why? Or is it because she's new? Like she's from Ravnica Allegiance or Guilds of Ravnica? I think it's because it's in a hundred card singleton deck. In order to beat three other players, you have to play this card nine times. You have to draw it, play it, attack with it, hit with it nine times. And that's all while avoiding her shuffle back into your library clause. Yeah. So there's some hoops to jump through is what you're saying. Yes, that is the circus act that we talked about. You're the you're the lion and this deck is the flaming ring with a chair and a little whip trying to get you to jump through it cuz that's that's how that's what we're going to do today. You know what I like better? We have evolved, dude. 
We have evolved. Ooh. We are submerged underwater in a glass tank Ooh. with locks on it. Okay, like who? Like Houdini. Yes. Luckily, though, the glass tank has those holes so water can like get into it. Like the cage that we're in has holes in it. And we've evolved into octopus. So we can just squeeze out of these holes. Yeah. We've got this. I like it. We've got this. But before we talk about Atrata some more or the deck, let's talk about a whole bunch of other stuff that isn't related to Atrata at all. Super awesome. Good all idea. Right. Social media cords. Okay, we are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we're going to talk about throughout the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, decks you'd like to see us do on this arc or any future arc, but uh, no nudes. Atrata nudes? Sailor Moon nudes. I feel like those exist. 100% those exist. Don't send us those. They're kind of creepy, actually. Yeah, I thought about Sailor it. Moon's like a kid. Yeah, I don't, or like so, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Let's just Atrata nudes. Cartoons She's are She's a full-grown lady. You can also find us anywhere better podcasts are found on the entire internet. We're talking Podomatic, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, all those places. You can also see us on edhrec.com and Flipside Gaming, where you can use special promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. Or if I missed anything or you missed anything and you just want to see a nice, typed-out, organized list of where you can find us on the internet, you can check out our official, official home on the entire internet, Commander Cookout. Dot com. Yeah. You mentioned YouTube? No, I didn't actually. I didn't specifically say YouTube. Oh, did you? We are you? on YouTube. I think I forgot at this time. Okay, that's okay. We're on YouTube. Yes, we are. We've got some some videos that let you get to know Brando and I. That is our Canted Cookout yep. series. We've got, of course, all the episodes are there. We've got some, some more humorous videos. I cannot wait for uh, War of the Spark when we can do our regularly scheduled open flippy Oh, dude. Were there a Planeswalker in every pack? I'm so excited to see the kind of garbage Planeswalkers they're going to bring. Yes, because we so will be excited. drinking. Oh, yeah. And oh, dude. Th- and this summer for Modern Horizons, if, oh. they, if they put a foil in every pack, I don't know if that's been confirmed yet or not, but you know that there'll be drinks a-flowing. Yeah, there will be. Dude, so you can check out all that on YouTube, of course. Leave a comment on anything you watch to let us know if you liked it or hate it. Uh, what are we doing to the like button this week? Prickly Pear? I don't know what that is, but I'm sure if you Googled it. Yeah, yeah, just Google it the once so you can see what it is and then stop. Or don't Google it. Yeah, or that's, don't Google That's it probably all. better advice. Good call, yeah. But just make sure that that, that like button has a terrible day because I hate that thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, speaking of YouTube, you can go over to the Commander's Brew page as well on April 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and watch the world premiere of their Battle of the Brews. Yes. We're uh, giving a deck away by them. We are giving away. That is the deck that you can get entered into. That's how we're going to con you guys into checking out our social media is you can win this deck. Yeah. So not only do you help the show, you get entered to help yourself to a super cool uh, Alesha that smiles at artifacts deck. Yeah, very much so. You can hear about that deck on the Brew 162. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I just made it up. Well done. Well played. And of course, check us out on Twitter, a follow there, or a follow or a like of us on Facebook. We'll get you entered to the deck as well. You can peep all of our... uh, We do some funny stuff there, don't we? I think so. The altar auctions on Thursday, of course. You can check out some altered art cards. Give them a bid. That helps me out a lot as uh, that is... How I make my money. <laughs> would you ever paint Sailor Moon braids on an Atrata? I would paint a full-fledged Sailor Moon on a Atrata. I might have to buy an Atrata. Sure. I think that would be funny. 
because I might build this deck. Last, last the last few weeks we've been talking. You want to build the deck this week? I want to. build You want to build this deck? I love this deck. I'm this flattered. deck is great. This I'm is a great. Deck. I'm flattered. Okay, we'll we're talking about it one more second. I mentioned my altars. Any new patrons sign up? I'm changing it up. Uh oh. We were giving away the pimp leprechauns for right. any new patron sign up. Right. What are we doing now? Well, it's Easter. Easter eggs. Easter eggs, Easter bunnies. Um, you know what's cool? I have from a shitty old collection. I bought some Vizardrix and Kezardrixes. Those are the crazy, like legendary bunny-looking creatures, right? They're not legendary, sadly. Oh, they're just they're legendary, but yeah. not on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the magic commercial from back like in 1997 or eight or whatever. They had this commercial that they took a bunny and they took a wrestler, like a like a lucha wrestler oh, cool. and put him in their like combinomatic machine thing and like pulled the lever and it came out Vizardrix. Nice. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so maybe those will have to get dug up. Of course, white border because they're from starter or something. Yeah. Those will get painted. You can receive those for signing up on our Patreon for the month of April. Yeah. I think we're in April now, aren't we? Yeah. I think I, it I, should be April 2nd second by the time or we third? Yeah. This is way in advance because we're going to MF in Calgary. Yeah, MF in Calgary. We have to preemptively record this video but it's gonna be good it's gonna be good i'm sure we had a great time in calgary oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. i still have a headache <laughs> that's probably true last thing on the patreon we were talking we've had some nice reviews of the cco pre-show yeah we've decided that we want to open that up to all patrons yes so if you are a patreon supporter and you want to come along for the ride on our pre-show prep, listen to our mic checks or some funny stories, maybe some stuff that we we don't think that it should be on the show because it's not magic-related or whatever. Yeah, we're just talking. Yeah, we're just bullshitting. Come along. Yeah, we, we'd love to have you along for the ride. Patreon.com slash podcast. Yes, sir. Super fun. It is. Now, Atrata. Actually, you know what? Before we start... We're going to go to her page on Gatherer or Scryfall or whatever you got up. We're going to read her her rules. Rules? Yeah. I, this is a very unique card. And that might be another reason why she isn't built more often. Because there is a lot of complexity here. I think a lot of layering and a lot of stuff that... Like immediately when I saw her, I'm thinking, well, we'll just give her a fire shrieker and that'll make her go twice as fast. But you can't do that. Yeah, because if she had double strike, she would hit. Her ability would try to resolve... And she would shuffle in before regular combat damage step. Or if you blinked her, she would come back in and she wouldn't be attacking anymore. So you can't fire Shrieker with her. Yeah, she's she's a this card does something totally insane, but she's one hundred percent fair. Yeah, g- g- there's 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 a couple things we got to read here. So Brando will kind of rip through them. Okay, if the player you hit with her controls no creatures, her ability does not resolve. Therefore, she remains on the battlefield and does not get shuffled away. That's important. The same thing happens if a creature that they have becomes an illegal target. So if you target their dude, they give it Shroud, she doesn't go anywhere. She doesn't shuffle, and then the creature also doesn't get a hit counter, so they can't lose. That's right. And you've just done three commander damage to them because, and and, and who cares? Uh, Also, if she leaves the battlefield while her ability is on the stack, it comes back as a new thing, and you just shuffle your library. So if you attack, put the ability on the stack, blink her, you still shuffle your library even though she's not in it. That's right. And their creature still gets exiled and still gets the hit counter. Correct. Okay. If you exile a token creature, you get no hit counter. 
Because the creature ceases to exist when it leaves the game. So it can't be outside the game with a hit counter on it. Because it's a token. So if you're trying to do that, you're just going to end up shuffling your Atrata. Okay. And this might come in handy if you want to build the deck kind of different than me and Ryan did. If you're going to shuffle her in as part of her ability, you can put her in the command zone instead. And you still shuffle your library if that's the case. Correct. Um, the bonus show last week, remember we talked about failing to find peer off of a toothy cast? Yeah. And then shuffling after a brainstorm? Yeah, sometimes you just want to do that. You can do that with a Trata too. Now, what's interesting, we just mentioned Fire Shrieker. What if you did, we're not playing Fire Shrieker, but if we were, it's an equipment that gives creature double strike, right? Yes. Kill their token or kill their only creature and then attack with your Atrata double strike to deal six to them. <laughs> Right? That, that, that's okay. Just suit her up with swords and get her in there like Voltron. Yeah, Voltron <laughs> Atrata. That sounds like a very CCO build. It super does. Alas, not what we're doing. And we're not going to tell you what we're doing until we get there. Until we get there. And when we get there, we're going to blow your mind. So, couple things I want to cover before we start with the creatures. There's only 13 of them, so it's, it's not going to take a whole bunch of time. Lots of targeted removal in this deck. Hells yeah. And if we did want to do what I said by killing the opponent's only creature. And oh, we got that. Ju- just to, like, let's say somebody's at three. Kill their creature, hit them with a Trata, they just die. Then you don't need to hit them three times to get three hit counters. You yeah, don't need to jump through all these damn hoops. That's okay. And 12 targeted removal spells are going to do that for us. Yeah. So that's that's not terrible. We've got a bunch of card draw, a bunch of mass removal, because if we don't have a Trata, we don't want anybody to have anything that's going to hurt us. That's right. Right? And then we've got um, a couple other cheeky effects that I can't wait to get to. Now, full <laughs> disclosure, we are running a ton of tutors because we are we're doing something very specific, and I think yeah. that that's fair for this deck. Also, this deck is insane. It is insane. Okay. This is going to be great. Let's get to the Creech. Okay, we always start with Creech. Should we do them alphabetically this time or should we do some crazy I think so because people are going to be like, holy Jesus, after these first two or three. Okay, let's just start with the first one. Baral, Chief of Compliance. Dude, I am a piece of crap. You are already a piece of garbage. He's a 1-3 human wizard for two. Instance and sorcery spells we cast cost one less. Super great with our tutors and our removal. Yes. Whenever a spell or ability we control counters a spell, we draw, then discard a card. That's just a handy secondary. We're not playing a bazillion counter spells in the deck. We are playing some, but the looting effect, the discard of it, can be super important. And you don't even know how subtle this deck is yet. Ooh. Dude, this deck is... This is a gem. Speaking of subtle... How about a Blightsteel Colossus? Whoa! <laughs> this is the opposite of subtle. An 11-11 infecting trampler for 12. Indestructible. If he would go to your graveyard from anywhere, you sh- reveal him and shuffle him into your library. Just him. Just like him. Now, remember when I just said the discard half of Baral's loot could be very important? Yes. You could discard a Blightsteel and shuffle him back in. Ooh. That could be important in the future, but that isn't actually why Blightsteel's in here. He represents a immediate way to hastily knock somebody out of the game as a tertiary, not even a secondary, a tertiary win con. I like that a you lot. You don't even know. <laughs> All right. How about Goatsy Connoisseur? <laughs> that was a legit laugh. Harkens back to an old show of ours. 3-3 <laughs> three, three zombie wizard for five. 
enters the battlefield, you entomb a creature. You search for a creature in your library, put him into your graveyard. Also, unearth. So you pay black three, get him from get him from your graveyard to the battlefield. Remember, when you unearth him, you're going to get to entomb another creature. Yes, and then he gets removed from the game after the end of the turn. If he would leave play, he gets exiled from, um, from, from, from the thing. Unearthing him. Yes, yes, if you unearth him. Yeah, and that includes bouncing him. If he leaves the battlefield and goes anywhere, that's correct, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. And he gains haste, too, with unearth. I like that unearth ability. It lets you get two uses out of your creatures. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good one. Yeah. How about uh, Doom Toucher? I call him Doom Toucher because he has 5,000 hands and is really creepy. That I didn't even know. Yeah, he does not whisper. I thought that was like he, a cloak. No, no. Those are those little hands, little arms sticking out of him. Yeah, I see that now. Yeah, that dude. is terrifying. Yeah, like if he's not whispering to people. He's he's touching. He's bitch slapping them like 58 times. Like E-Honda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Two funnies in a row. <laughs> Doom Screamer is a 6-6 flying trampler for Five. If that's not good enough. Yeah, as if that's not enough. Like, what the hell were they thinking about? If that's about? not enough, he's got pay two life, surveil two. <coughs> A.K.A. pay 38 life, surveil whatever, 18. Yeah. So you look at the top two cards of your library. You can put any number of them on the top of your library or into your graveyard. Probably we just want to put them into the yard. Excellent. All right, next creature, we got a dickbag marauder. Coin purse marauder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Flesh bag. Like. <laughs> yeah. He is just a... I love this guy. I love the art. <laughs> I love the name. I love the ability. He's a 3-1 zombie warrior for three. Enters the battlefield. Each player sacks a creature. Now, I want to skip forward. We are also playing Merciless Executioner, and we're also playing Plague Crafter. They're all pretty much the same thing. They enter the battlefield. Somebody sacks a creature. Important... When we can play them at instant speed. Yes. Also, Plague Crafter is a 3-2 instead of a 3-1. And if the player doesn't have a creature to sack, they chuck a card instead. Or a Planeswalker. Yeah. yeah. So, Plague Crafter, obviously the best one. Not Just, based on art, though. No. Looks, looks kind of like Jace, so loses points. Yeah, Coin Purse Marauder is the best. Yeah. It's Flesh Rither. Flesh Rither, full discretion and disclosure. There we go. I thought that that said transmute. No. But he's got an ability called transfigure. Which is the same thing. Except that transmute, you pay three mana, and then you chuck it and search your library for a card with the same mana cost as the card you just chucked. That's right. Transfigure is when he's on the battlefield, because he's a creature, you pay, play, pay the transfigure cost, sacrifice him, and search for a card with the same converted mana cost. And put it into play. Into play. Yeah, so it's like, it's exact same, but it's on the board instead of in your hand. Love it. Yeah, so you, he's four drop, you pay three, so you're seven all in and you get your Atrata back. That's right. So it's kind of like you're adding a card. You're using a card to avoid commander tax because you're letting Atrata go into your library. That's a good, like, escape button or reset button. It's good. I like him a lot. So the first time Atrata Atrata's ability goes off, you, you like you, you zone her, then she comes back and costs six. The second time her ability triggers, if you zoned her again and played her again, she'd cost eight. Too much. But if you've got your flesh writher, you cast him for four, then you play, pay his ability for three, you're getting an Atrata for seven, so you're discounting her by one mana. That's pretty cool. And if you can get him back, 
you can just continue to transfigure him every time you shuffle a Trata in. So you, she only costs a maximum of seven ever. Subtlety, dude. You yeah. have no idea. I'm going to keep on hammering that home that this deck, I'm telling you. I like how every time you say subtlety, we just move on to a straight up dirty beater like Grave Titan. Subtlety. <laughs> he gives you two subtle zombies when you attack with him or he ETBs. So he's like 10 power for six mana with death touch when you cast him. And then every time you attack with him, he's just going to give you more zombies. Love him. Yeah. Speaking of more zombies. Josu Vest the Lich Knight. Yeah. We never played this guy before. I've never seen this card before. This is from Dom. So he is four drop, four, five. Pretty he's good. A, he's a four drop. So you could get him with your Flesh Rider. Yeah. But you can't pay his kicker cost because you're not casting him well if you're flesh rather. Kicker of six? Kicker of six. So what do you get? So uh, what is that? Six and four. Ten. Ten all in. He's got menace. When he enters the battlefield, if he was kicked, you create eight two-two zombie creature tokens also with menace. So he's like Grave Titan on steroids. For ten. I'm okay with this. That's all right. Because you're getting like you're getting like twenty power of menace. Oh, that's pretty good. 20 yeah. power for 10. We're going to have 10. We're playing long game with this deck, right? we got to hit people nine times with our commander to win. Or we'll just make 20 power. Yeah. I'm okay. Beat wholesale ass. How about Phyrexian Delver? Oh, baby. Okay, so five drop, three, two zombie. When he enters the battlefield, it enters the battlefield. You bring a creature back from your graveyard to the battlefield, and then you lose life equal to its converted mana cost. He's great. Yeah, especially if we sacrifice a Trata in response to her ability. Ooh, is that the first time I mentioned that? Maybe. How do we do that? Let's maybe read on. Maybe Priest of the Forgotten Gods? This could be it. So, one, two for two. This is from uh, Ravnica Allegiance, hey? New card. I love this card. Tap, sack two other creatures. So, a Trata and maybe a zombie token from your Grave Titan? Yes. It's probably fine, right? That's good. Anyways, you sack two creatures. Any number of target players each lose two life. And sacrifice a creature. So this is kind of like uh, Fleshbag Marauder number four. Yeah. But wait, there's more. Ooh. You add black, black to your mana pool. Just wait, there's more. What? Draw a card. Holy crap. And you'll you'll see why that, that drawing a card is important in the very immediate future. Also, the art on this is sick. There's like a bunch of dead bodies hanging from the ceiling in the catacombs. You just got like the dark ritual altar with the blood coming out of it. Yeah, now this is this is a thing, right? It, are, are Phyrexians coming over from um, New Phyrexia Mirrodin? Like, is is Tezzeret talking to Dovan Bon on Kaladesh and Kaladesh is like bringing Phyrexians over? Like, she's got the Yawgmoth like masquerade mask makeup. And she's got the dark ritual um, altar thingy. Like, I don't know. Moving on. To the instance. Ooh. Let's start with Aetherize. Returns all attacking creatures to their owner's hand for four mana. And it's got sexy Hannah Ships Navigator on it. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Hell, yeah. How about Altar's Reap? Ooh, this is how we sacrifice a Trotta. This is another way to do it. And attached to card draw. So instant, black one, sack a creature as an additional cost, draw two. And we also have Costly Plunder. It's the exact same card. Except you could sacrifice a creature or artifact. We're sacking a Trotta, though. Yeah, you know what? Uh, usually when I include Costly Plunder, I would also include Artifact Lands. Just in case late game you draw that and don't have a Trotta, you want to sack a land, because you have like 10 or 12 land or whatever, then sure. you can still draw two. So if you do build this deck, make sure you have your Darksteel Citadel, Seat of the Synod, 
and Vault of Whispers. That's the I one. I think I actually have them in the list, actually. Excellent. I think I got you. I think I got my boy covered. Blue Sun Zenith. Blue 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 X target player draws X cards, shuffle it into your library. Lightning. Very important. Counterspell. Counters target spell. Cryptic Command. V- counters a spell, taps all your um, opponent's creature, draws you a card, or returns a permanent to its owner's hand. Very cool. We could bounce a Trotta with that if we were like pussy-ass bitches. Yeah, if we're hurting, yeah, we could do that. Cyclonic Rift. That's Rift. Um, remember, you can't bounce a Trotta with Rift. It has to be something you don't control if you don't overload it. You also have to be careful with it because if you're trying to win with a Trotta, you you can't remove all their blockers with Cyclonic Rift because then you can't remove them with a Trotta. Oh, yeah. Very important. Very important. Disallow. Disallow counters target spell activated or triggered ability. You could counter whatever you wanted with it, including Atrata's ability. Ooh. So if you didn't want her to bounce. Evacuation. That bounces all creatures. You could also get Atrata with that. Another card with Hannah on it, Factor Fiction. Yeah. Four drop. Reveal the top five cards of your library. An opponent separates them into two face-up piles. And then you put a pile of your choice into your hand and the other into your graveyard. Uh, super important that it's five. Super important that it's an instant. That card is, that is a mighty, mighty card. People don't understand, like, you get the choice of five cards. It's good. It's so good. Everybody's most wanted card for modern, it seems. Force of Will. Yeah, five drop, but we don't care because you exile a blue card from your hand, pay a life to counter target spell. It's a free counter spell. It's very good. The power level is very high. Yes. The boogeyman of legacy. Yeah, I suppose. Go for the throat. Destroy target non-artifact creature. Gush. Free by returning two islands you control to your hand. Draw two cards. Super important card in the deck. Hero's downfall. Uh, Hold on a sec. What? I know why it's there. Just hold on, though. I wonder if CCO Nation knows yet. Right? I've said gush is super important. I mentioned that Top five cards with Factor Fiction is super important. Shuffling into your library is super important. What are we playing There are here? some people out there right now that are so angry with us. Yes. There are some people that are so mad. It's because they don't know. Oh, no, they know, and that's oh, why they? they're mad. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, there's people They have know. no idea. <laughs> Heroes Downfall. Destroys target creature or planeswalker. Notice that these destroy target creatures can all hit Atrata. Yeah. Limduel's Vault. Hey, another top fiver. Okay, black, blue, instant. Look at the top five cards of your library. As many times as you like, you can pay one life and put those cards on the bottom in any order. Then look at the top five of your library. Then shuffle your library and put those top those five cards back on top of it. In any order? Yes. So you can reorder the top five cards of your library after you're satisfied with that top five. It's a super cool card. Also, if you're going to play this at home, kids, try and get the original art because this one from Commander or whatever the hell set the current one I'm looking at is from is the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. Sure. Now let's talk about F the budget in Mana Drain. Yeah, blue, blue counter target spell at the beginning of the next main phase. Your next main phase, you get colorless mana equal to the spell you countered. Converted mana cost. Madness. Oh, I love this one. I cast this for the first time last Tuesday. Murder. Murder! <laughs> black, black, one instant destroy target creature. Excellent. Full stop. Mystical tutor. Search for an instant or sorcery put on top of your library. Negate. Counter target non-creature spell. Nexus of fate. 
You dirtbag. Nexus of Fate? Dude. Oh. It shuffles into your library. Why would that even be important, man? You have no idea. <laughs> blue, blue, five. Take an extra turn after this one. If Nexus of Fate would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, reveal it and shuffle it into its owner's library instead. It's crazy. You could not keep that with a factor fiction. Boom, shuffle it in. Yeah. Price of Fame. That's a cool one. It costs two less to cast if it's targeting a legendary creature, like a Trotta. Yeah. Okay, so it's black three, or black one if it's targeting a Trotta. Destroy target creature, and then you surveil two. Ooh. Yeah, so we can just bin a couple things. How about Shallow Grave? Shallow Grave. Now, do you remember... Um, do you remember Blightsteel Colossus? Yes. Um, and you remember his graveyard triggering ability. When he hits I, a graveyard from anywhere, you shuffle him in. I do. This is a cheeky little tertiary win con that I've actually played and knocked people out of the game with before. Yes. So Shallow Grave is an instant. It is. You have it in your hand. Blightsteel hits your graveyard. Respond to the shuffle him back in trigger with a shallow grave, and you put the top creature card of your library onto the battlefield, and it gains haste. So you're reanimating, giving haste. Cool. At the end of the turn, you sacrifice it. Mm. And then he would shuffle in again. You move it from the game. Oh, yeah, sorry, you exile it. That's right. So you put him onto the battlefield with haste after you've discarded him for whatever reason. For some other thing, yeah. Yeah. You could surveil him. Yeah, or you could corpse connoisseur. Yeah, you could surveil him. Yeah. With your doom whisperer. Yeah. You need to you need to win. You're dead on board or whatever. And buddy doesn't have any blockers. Or you kill his blockers. Just get him. And then you just like doom whisper until you're at two to find your blight steel. And Ooh. then you shallow grave your blight steel. Give him haste. Kill your fucking friend. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> So greasy. Last instant is Swan Song. Counters an enchantment instant or sorcery, and then they get a bird. Sure. For blue. It's good because it could just cause blue. Now let's bang through some sorceries. We have Baral's Expertise. It's a sorcery, so you can't hit a Trata with her ability on the stack, but it's five mana, bounce three things, and then you can play something that costs four or less. Like a Trata. For free. Yeah, you just cast a Trata for free after you bounce a bunch of stuff. How about Beacon of Tomorrows? Yeah, this is Nexus of Fate 2.0. Take an extra turn, and then shuffle it into your library. Awesome. Beacon of Unrest. Five mana, reanimate a creature or artifact, shuffle it into your library. Why would those be important? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, let's find out. Let's, let's, keep, let's going. keep going. Damnation. Destroy all the creatures. They can't be regenerated. Demonic Tutor. Dude, we need to toot in this deck. Fabricate. We need to toot. <laughs> Final parting. We need to double toot. This one is actually the the way to set up your shallow grave and blight steel. So you final parting, search for a search for two cards. You find the shallow grave into your hand and put the blight steel into your bin and yeah, then kill somebody. Just respond, <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it, it's an instant win. That's why shallow grave is so dang good. It's like my favorite tutor. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's excellent. All right, reanimate. That puts a creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. We might want to target a Trotta with that. Maybe. If we, like, killed her or sacrificed her in response. How about soul exchange? That is a two mana. You have to uh, exile a creature, but then you get to reanimate your Trotta if she's in your graveyard. 
and if the creature was a thrall, which it isn't, I try to get plus two, plus two. Yeah, it's he's playing uh, Edric's uh, Master Breeder decks. Yeah. I just want to sacrifice zombie tokens and and get my Atrata back from my graveyard. How about the Deluge? The Toxic Deluge? Yeah. Three mana, pay X life, all creatures get minus X. And Treasure Cruise. I just want to draw three cards. Treasure Cruise, delve. You delve away seven, and it costs blue to draw three cards. Should we read the last sorcery, Ryan? Or should we save it to the end? Let's save it till the end. Let's save it to the end. Let's save that card till the end. There's one more sorcery. Maybe you know what it is already. Maybe you don't. If you don't, just hang in there with us. Yeah, for sure. We'll get there. Let's talk some enchantments. There's four of them. You probably can guess what they are, but we'll go through them anyway. We've got Animate Dead. we got... Let's let's lump them. Animate Dead. Dance of the Dead and Necromancy. They all, for two or three mana, get a creature from your graveyard and put it onto the battlefield. That creature will be Atrata. Atrata, because we're either going to kill her... Or sacrifice her. Yes. And then we've got a ley line of anticipation. Let's you play all your stuff as if it had flash, which means you can play permanents and sorceries as if they were instants. So good with those anime dead effects. So good with your Baral's expertise. Yeah. Good with your uh, your your flesh bags because you can flesh bag in responding to Atrada's ability and sacrifice your Atrada. Cool. And then you can reanimate it. Cool. Yeah. Let's do some artifacts. We have got a haunted cloak. Ooh, equip creature gets vig, trample, and haste. Haste is what's important there. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, trample and. Well, she's on. Well, Atrada's unblockable. Yeah, that's true. I suppose if you're hammering in with your grave titan, like vigilance and trample is really good. Absolutely. Because he's got uh, death touch, right? So you want to leave him up as a blocker. I like this one, Helm of Possession. Yeah. Um, okay, so f- it's from Tempest, four drop. You can choose not to untap it. So you go two, tap, sack a creature. Huh. Guess we'll just sacrifice a Trotta. Yeah, why not? With her ability on the stack. You gain control of a creature as long as it remains tapped. Helm of Possession remains tapped. <laughs> so we just get their best thing so they can't get us on the crackback with it. Sorry, we get their second best thing because they can't get it on the crackback. We probably exile their best thing with a hit counter on it. Yeah, we've already assassinated their best thing. Or vice versa. No, you get the best thing because they might get it back. I suppose, yeah. I was going to say steal their best thing and assassinate their second best thing. Yeah, don't get greedy. Yeah, that would be... Yeah, okay, I got you. Isochron Scepter. Isochron Scepter. Oh, shit. You you cast it for two, imprint an instant with converted mana cost two or less, and you can pay two colorless... Tap the scepter, cast the instant. Yes. Great with like mana drain or counterspell. Or limb duels vault. Yeah, because you can pseudo tutor every turn. Wink, wink. <laughs> Greaves. Haste. Mirage mirror. Uh, the best artifact on the field. Or land, or enchantment, or creature. What you said. Yeah. It's, that's a, that is a good card, dude. Phyrexian vault. Three drop, pay two, tap. Sack a Creech. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know what? That's actually really good when you sacrifice your Blightsteel after you Shallow Grave it. Or your Atrata. Yeah. Anyways, what do you get? You draw a card. Pretty good. It's good. Stryonic Resonator. This, I needed to include this. This is like the top card in Atrata on EDHREC.com. It's so good, though. Yeah, you, you, it cuts your clock in half, right? It's the Zata effect of Atrata, and it's only one card. So just, let's just play it. Take the hit. Exactly. You two drop, you tap it for two, copy a triggered ability. 
and you just copy a Trotta's ability. So something gets two things get exiled with hit counters on them. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Swiftfoot boots. Haste. Then hexproof we, haste. I don't care about hexproof. I just care about haste. Agreed. And then we've got Talisman of Dominance, Sol Ring, Commander Sphere, Demir Signet as our rocks. Yeah, that's fine. You can sack your Commander Sphere to draw a card. That's 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 pretty good. And we're playing one Planeswalker. Yeah. It's, it's the sexy Liliana, Liliana Dr- Death's Majesty. Yeah, so she's five drop for five. You can plus her to get a zombie. Cool. So the zombie sub-theme, there's like four or five cards or whatever that like let you beat in. Yeah. All just efficient. Liliana's going to give you repeated value, right? And you got to find those alternate ways to win. Yeah, and her minus three is reanimate a dude. Yeah. So you can reanimate your Grave Titan or your Atrata. Just sack your Atrata and then reanimate her. So good. Yeah. And then you can also uh, minus seven her to destroy all non-zombies. Which fits perfectly with our zombie sub-theme. Yeah. And you could probably dial that up a lot. Like, I'm playing a lot of expensive tutors and counters. You could just cut those and play zombies. Or clones. Yeah, that would work too. Nah, clones wouldn't be as good. Clones are a little bit overplayed in the the world of Atrata, dude. Yeah, Uh, that's true. It's not my thing. Yeah, that's not what we're doing here. All right, should we read the last sorcery? Should we should we let the cat out of the bag? Let's do it. She's been kicking and clawing at the bag for like twenty minutes. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's doomsday. 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 Black, black, black sorcery. Search your library and graveyard for five cards and exile them. What? You exile your library and your graveyard. What? And then lose half your life. Ooh. And then the five cards you searched for, that becomes your library. Uh-oh. So, if you, I don't know, had Isochron Scepter with a Limduel's Vault, you can just look at your entire library every turn and put them back in any order. Or if you have a Factor Fiction, you can just well, look at your you entire have library. Factor Fiction, you just pick, like, draw whatever part of your library that you need to win. Yeah. Right? And the rest go to your graveyard. Okay, so what do we do? Um, well, if we have lots of mana, I assume that we will because that's how we would want to play the deck. Right. So, <laughs> if that's not quite your thing, like the, the, the Isochron Scepter thing, right. get this. You've got Beacon of Tomorrows, Beacon of Unrest, and Nexus of Fate that all shuffle back into your library. Ooh. So, if you wanted to take infinite turns and and had zero cards in your library, like if you factor fiction and, and they go like, Four cards like that that are good, but you could take extra turns with this one, so I'll put this one in the pile, and the four can go to your graveyard. You take the extra turn one, because they both the extra turn cards go back into your library, so on your extra turn, you draw it, <laughs> right? You draw it or a Trotta if you let her shuffle in, right? Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe you have a Blue Sun Zenith. Maybe you Blue Sun Zenith on one and it shuffles in so you can draw your Atrata or you sh- you blue sun on two to draw your extra turn and your Atrata. So good. Right? Maybe you maybe you don't want her to die um, or don't want her to shuffle in. You want her to die. So you sacrifice her to draw a card and then you reanimate her. Right? Like So essentially what this deck is doing is it takes the whole deck, sets itself up, puts itself to five cards that you just play over and over again. Yeah. The hell with jumping through hoops to find a Trotta every turn. Let's I'm just, just... going to play like one of the most powerful cards ever printed. Right? There it is. And I'm I'm going to guarantee I find her because she's the only card in my deck. We are so smart. You know what would go in this really good What's is uh, Mimic Vat. 
Yeah. Because you just put a trot on mimic fat, and then you just draw your blue sun every turn and just X equals zero, and then shuffle it back in. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, dude. I'm telling you, this is the tits. This is how, this is how you do a trotta. So what do you, in your doomsday pile, you put rift on top. Yeah. You, you gush, so you just bounce two islands, gush, draw rift, and a trotta, whatever you want. Because a trotta's probably going to be in your library when you doomsday. Yeah. You find her and put her second from the top, so you draw her. You, like, rift. Even if you go rift overloaded, then say go, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? I don't like. I'm sure I could come up with some kind of crazy, terrible scenario. Well, I but mean, let's late, be honest. Late game, somebody's going to put out a whole bunch of stuff again. They're going to redrop a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But in your doomsday pile, if you just like put a damnation in there, you go whatever draw for turn because you already have a trotta. You go like damnation, a trotta, a quipper with boots, swing. Like I mean, you know what? They don't. You don't get a creature at that point, so you can't maybe damnation. But maybe they only play out one or two creatures. A trotta's unblockable. Yeah. So if you just go like, maybe you put boots, like uh, lightning greaves or whatever in your doomsday pile and you draw that, you cast it, you cast a trotta, a quip, you, she can't be blocked, you get one of their post rift creatures and then you just take an extra turn and do it again. Take an extra turn, do it again. Take an extra turn, do it again. And every time you're just drawing a trotta. It's so good. Yeah, dude. You can sacrifice your trotta to, to, to draw your next card down your library then reanimate like it's awesome super cool and mimic mimic vat really plays well into this strategy and it's super cheap like the stuff that i thought of to make the deck better like yogmoth's will sure it's a hundred dollars yeah but you don't you don't technically need it you don't need a a yogmoth's will i was thinking you could maybe use a like one of the big drawsy that shuffled your whole library back in and yeah, that way after fine. you've doomsdayed, you can use that to make sure your library just comes back and you just play those same five cards over and over yeah, again. Yeah, that would work. I thought about that, um, but I thought maybe Blightsteel's better. Yeah, Blightsteel has that sneak factor. Because is- Blightsteel will just like full stop kill somebody. Yeah. Right? And maybe uh, somebody's sitting there with two hit counters and you attack with like an Annihilator and they sack all their creatures so you can't get one with a Trotta. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you'd never play the uh, the Eldrazi. You just chuck it to get I your suppose, library back. yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to build around that with some discard stuff, and it's a whole thing. Yeah, well, the things that I thought that this deck might want are a Videlkin Ori, so you can play a little bit more at instant speed, right? But it's, like, super expensive. Yeah, they're pricey now. Uh, Yogmas Will, um, Ashnod's Altar and Phyrexian Altar, so you continuously make mana off of Atrata instead of, like, the Phyrexian... And the draws you card? Yeah, the, the draw card thing. Yeah. I'd rather, Vault. like... Yeah, I'd rather sack to make mana that I can maybe cast her again. Yeah. Uh, or help me cast my, like, Beacon of Tomorrows or whatever. Beacon and Nexus are, like, the keys, right? Because as long as the opponent has creatures, you can get in with a Trotta. That's the truth. Right, if you got a big hand, like, if you had... If you did, like, end of turn, Blue Sun Zenith, or even Gush, and, like, had one or two counter spells in your hand, then you tried to win with multiple turns with a Trotta, you could back it up with, like, Force of Will Mana Drain... I don't think there's very much better backup than that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough coming back from that. Yeah, and uh, if you did play something like Yogmoth's Will or Snapcaster Mage or the new Snapcaster Mage Instant that surveils you and then you can yeah. Snapcaster something, like you could go pre-combat Yogmoth's Will with Force of Will in your graveyard. So good. Or, or Mana Drain Counterspell in your graveyard, and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, 
try and stop me? Did get wrecked. Dude. Yeah. So the only thing about it is we're playing those seven tutors. So when we when we hit the spice calculator. Yeah. But uh where do we go from here? Should we do card of the week? So many cards of the week potential, hey? Yes. There are lots of cool cards in here. What do you think? Like, if, if this might be a deck that you would build, what do you think card of the week could be? I like that that uh, f- that Rither Transmuty guy. What's his name? Flesh Rither. He is actually the card I was going to say. Really? I think it should be Flesh, Flesh Rither because this is a cool card. This card is so cool, and I don't think that really anybody plays it. Actually, I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Hang on. We're going to EDH wreck that guy. He's in 522 decks on EDHREC.com. That is criminal. That is not very many. Well, he's like seven mana before you get to tutor. But like he's a good, he's a he's a three three for four, which is okay. You know what I like him in uh, grave pack decks? Like he could sneak some damage in. And I like him for yeah. chip ins. Yeah, for sure. If you cast him on four, and you just start like beating ass do you have to uh, transfigure him as a sorcery yeah yeah so he, he does have that thing where you can't block with like chomp him and then sack him but i mean he's a th- he's got a fairly decent power toughness ratio yeah. he's a good card he's a well, good card i guess how many chip-ins do you do you need to get before it's like greedy like you're trying to attack one more time to get 12 damage out of him and then it's like oh i missed my tutor because somebody wrathed on turn seven after i've attacked with him four times yeah and even then like it's then he's just a 3-3 three, three for 4 that did 12 damage. You did 12 damage yeah, for 4 is, mana. Is that, still good. is that good enough? I think it's still pretty good. You just like get him, like get in there for 3 for 4 mana and then 3 mana to tutor is 3 is three damage enough out of him? I think it's okay. It's not enough, but I think it's a good card. You know what's the best dang part of this card? Is that art. That art is so cool. The art is so freaking cool. That is cool. Okay, what's what's how many monies? Okay, he's 75 American cents or a, about 86 Canadian dollars or if you want to get that mad foil you're looking at about 7 bucks or, you know, 9381 yeah. Canadian. <laughs> so it's like a 10x foil multiplier. Yeah, it's pretty big. I actually have a foil of this and it's oh, very nice. Yeah? I op- I opened one back in the days where I was actually opening Future Sight. Future Sight only said he was in. Yeah, playing the Goyf lottery. I like this card frame. I liked everything. Yeah, about it's got this the card. future site card frame and everything. Hey, I, maybe we will see Transfigure again. I hope so. I think it's gonna just based on the picture because it looks like one of the commies from Kamigawa to me. I super hope it's not. Yeah, I do too because I don't want to go back there. But you know, if we do, maybe we'll get to see Transfigure because this is a cool ass ability. And yeah. This is a cool ass card, and I think more people should play him. Yeah, honorable mention. Can we can we throw one out there today? Absolutely. Bitch slap demon. Oh, yeah, Doom Whisperer. Just because he's good, and that was actually funny. I was thinking of the Edmund Honda from, like, Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch he slap is, demon. He's dropped in price quite a bit. He was, I think, 25 or $30 yeah, at yeah, one point. Yeah, he was lots. Now, now he's, he's 8-ish. Yeah, it's eight, fine. Nine. Foils are probably still stupid. Oh, probably. Because he's, like, legit in EDH. He's a good-ass card. Yeah. He's a good-ass card anywhere you play him, I would imagine. Yeah, I think any format that he is going to see play in, he is going to be one of, if not the most powerful card on the table. He beats ass, and then he lets you sculpt your deck for basically free. Yeah. yeah. And he lets you sculpt your second hand. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, super sweet. That that, And you know what? Super awesome with um, if uh, Yawgmoth's Will did make its way into this deck. Yeah, there's a Just good way like to dump twenty life into him and like get ten more cards in your graveyard. Yeah, sweet, or whatever that math is. I don't know if that's how it works. It's one for one, I believe. One for one, yeah. Just yeah. pay twenty, get 
20 more cards in your hand. <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> milk like list. Milk list. Everybody loves the milk list. Yes, as per edhrec.com, the most popular cards at each converted mana cost slot from zero to... 16 today. In Demir. I wonder what that 16 slot is going to be. Yeah, it's probably really good. It's probably yeah. super powerful. I'll bet it is. Um, In Demir, yeah. What? Uh, or as the kids say, what do they say? I'm better than you? Sailor Moon. <laughs> that's how they say that's Sailor Moon in the Japanese theme that's song. That's the thing. Okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Zero drop slot. Mana Crypt. Ooh. But no. It's probably fine. It's probably good. It's probably an okay card. One drop slot, of course, Sol Ring. Yeah, don't Bra count that one. Brainstorm Ponder. No and no. No and no. Oh, we're doing good. Dude, this is This is the deck. Sick. This is the one. Okay, two drop slot. Demir Signet. Yes. Peep this. Cyclonic Rift Counterspell. Yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Commandy Sphere at three. Yes. Diabolic Tutor at four. Hell no. No. Consuming Aberration at five. Huh. Interesting, hey? Yeah, but we're not playing it. Okay. Rooftop Storm at six. Nope. Fleet Swallower at seven. No. Army of the Damned at eight. Nope. That's why I'm playing that Josu Vess instead. I like that. Because he's a creature, right? He's, yeah, I dig that. Uh, I like that lot. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. You can reanimate him, I guess. Yeah. Rise of the Dark Realms at nine. Hell no. We missed seven and eight. Fleet Swallower was seven. Oh. Army of the Damned was eight. Are you sure? Hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> you'll you'll hear it in editing. Okay. <laughs> Ulamog, the ceaseless hunger at ten. Nah. That's Nulamog. Temporal trespass at eleven. Nah. It the betrays at twelve. Nope. New Emrakul, Nemrakul at thirteen. Nah. Dinkmouth infusion at fourteen. Nope. And Draco at sixteen. Of course. Who's playing that? You love all of those. Uh, you love that fourteen and sixteen slot. Oh, they're just the worst. <laughs> The worst. Oh, I forgot to count. How many was that? Two, I think. Yeah, just two. Just those two rocks. That's actually really sweet. That's very good. Dude. It's almost like most people aren't playing Atrata Doomsday. Welcome to CCO Nation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Spice Calculator. We mentioned that she got 78 lists. 78 lists. That puts her right below Nebuchadnezzar, who we talked about on the episode, the bonus episode. Yeah. And right above some pirate lady that was drawn by Andrew Garfield's eight-year-old son. I can't actually see what the... Stop. Stop right there. <laughs> it's Ramirez de Petro, and it's Richard Garfield. What did I say? Andrew <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> hey, Andrew Garfield might have an eight-year-old son that likes to draw magic card art. I 100% guarantee there is an Andrew Garfield that has an eight-year-old son out there somewhere. I wonder if they're listening to the show. There and I wonder if they are married to an Emma Stone who is super good looking. I hope all of those things are real. And you know what? There are seven billion people on this planet and an infinite number of universes. Universe I, I guarantee it's real. Good for you, Andrew. Very excellent. Congratulations on the birth of your son and the marriage to you and Emma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the show. The moral of the story is that art is kind of crappy from how I see it. But the it's, point, yeah. It's pretty sweet and you need glasses. So yeah. she's 21st in Demir Commandies. The, not the worst. She's actually far from the worst. Or lowest played, I should say. Yeah. But uh, as we've talked about on the show, she's a lot of hoops and a lot of work. Yeah. And unless you're going to do something sweet like us, you'd never play her probably. Yeah. Do not Google Atrada's hoop. But if you do, maybe maybe you send it to us. I don't know. <laughs> Optimal game size. The less, the better. So I just put four-man pod standard. 
Yeah, I don't think it, it's not fast enough for like one v one. No, or maybe or even a three player else, game. Like, but like four players, you're you you can probably get there. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little bit of a trick, right? It's cheeky, so people are gonna know. That's why I included those secondary and tertiary win cons because you're yeah. not always gonna try to somebody. Yeah, it would be just, sweet if you did though. That would be awesome. <laughs> kill the whole table with a trotta. Damn right, that'd be so good. sick. Cards different than edhrec.com. This is the uniqueness rating. Thirty nine cards in our deck that don't appear on the Atrada page on EDH. So Rick. good. That's excellent. That's lots. Uh-huh. Now, normally that would give us a really spicy deck, and I think yeah. that it still is. I think it's still a spicy deck, yeah. Despite seven tutors. Seven tutors. And if you wanted to cut, like, the $900 budget, like, down to in half, yeah, just cut the Demonic Tutor, like, cut some of the money cards... But as it stands, seven tutors. You punch it all into the spice calculator. We're getting the 32. That's not the best. Just, let's just hypothetically take the tutors out. We're replacing the tutors with like, we'll go with some more Atrata-ish stuff. We'll play Sakashima the Imposter, which is still expensive, but we'll play him. We'll play a couple other we'll removal do some, spells. We'll, you know, yeah, removal and card draw. Yeah. Right, because those are like, that's just good. Yeah. Okay, so we go down to the one allowed tutor. We probably stick with the final parting just because it allows a like an immediate win con with Blightsteel. Yep. Gives us a 56. Excellent. See, the deck is awesome. Yeah. Spicy as hell. Dang. Pass the 50 test. That's all we need. So good. Yeah, man. I'm 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 super happy with this deck. And every deck in Lovable Losers, we were saying off air, like this is our probably my favorite arc we've ever done. We've definitely had a lot of fun with this one. A lot. And they all feel very CCO. We're looking at things that are not built very often. Our bonus show from last week included some real stinkers that I'm sure that either of us would be happy to play hell yeah and we've had um we've had some of our more dedicated members of cco nation and some of our patrons communicate with us d- directly like i'm building this deck right like <laughs> yeah. we had a guy this week we're uh we were discussing the garna uh episode from a couple weeks ago right and he hasn't even heard the episode yet because at this time it hasn't launched but he knew that we built it because he suggested it. And he's like, <laughs> I don't give a shit if it sucks or if it costs a thousand dollars. I'm building the deck. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're in luck because A, it's good, and B, it costs like forty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a guy just off the off the uh, cuff a little bit. Some dude on Twitter built my Norin list. No. Yeah. Super sick. Yeah, Subin can it's it's cool. It's he's digging it so far. So no, that's, Norin that's, though, not a lovable loser. No, no. He's he's quite popular. He, he's got quite a few lists. But he is a loser what? and he is lovable though. He is so a loser. That. He yeah. doesn't even stick around to like do nothing. He's he's such a loser. I was looking up I don't know why I got on this the other day, but I started looking at like the MTG wiki just to see who some of the characters were. I forget why I was looking at them, and I was really disappointed when I found out Omnath was a bad guy. I was like, oh, that makes me sad, because I like to play the good guys. And then I looked at Norrin, and he's such a, a piece of crap. He's got, like, a two-line write-up. He's like, <laughs> he was a warrior during the dark. He's a coward. That's it. It's like, man, I got all of that from his flavor text. <laughs> yeah, like, so good. But he appears on, like, every, like, all of the cards, like, oh, I'm getting out of here. And then the very last one's, like, a bunny or something. It's like, ooh, finally, something that I can deal with. But it's just... And it ends up being Vizardrix. Yeah, something terrible that happens to him. But it's, it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. Oh, so excellent. Yeah, you know what? That that whole that whole conversation just felt like a final thought of the day. But give it to us. Run us down our giveaway and where to find the Commander's Brew guys one last time. Okay, our giveaway is for an Alesha who smiles at artifacts deck list generously built for us by the Commander's Brew guys. 
Now, as it's probably, I think it's the second as you should be hearing this, that gives you a couple of days to set in your calendar to go over to their YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern time to check out the flagship episode of Battle of the Brews. That's on April 4th. So yeah, let me, let's just check the date here. Sorry, we're, we are really on the cuff in this. The second is when you're listening to this, if you're listening to it on CCO day, which is yes. a Tuesday. That's right. And then the fourth is a Thursday. Yep. So, so skip that late night shopping and like go watch our boys. Yeah, check out the Battle of the Brews. It's going to be a great time. Let them know how you think. Give them a big F you from your boys over here at CCO Podcast, CCO Nation, all y'all, and uh, enjoy the show. Uh, check them out. Thank them for helping us out with that big, super cool giveaway. You can get in, entered into that by liking this video, this podcast, asking for more, destroying the like button, anything you want to do. Interact with us, and we'll get you entered to win that. We've got a couple more episodes in the arc of the lovable losers so we'll keep that pushing on into April. As for this deck, I think this is my favorite deck that we've built so far, even though I own one of them. I want to own this one real bad, too. This is super fun. It's taking Doomsday and doing something that isn't broken as sin with it. It's uh, using a broken mechanic to do something that's a lot of fun, and I love doing that. Well, we are using uh, Nexus of Fate, which you know, I, ne- I know that you love that card, and I know that you love that you can only get it by buying a box. Yeah, I super do love those things. No, no, I love it. I, <laughs> yep, it's my favorite. My favorite thing. My favorite thing. But that aside, my favorite thing aside, this is a f- super cool deck. I hope you all build it. Check it out. Give it a try. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise. And it's going to shock all of your friends and your neighbors. But that's it for us for another week here on Commander Cookout Podcast. We'll be back next week with another lovable loser as we continue on the arc of the lovable losers on Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!